It is always a delight when I get a chance to sit down with Bruce Kettler. Bruce runs the ag department here in the state of Indiana. Bruce, busy time right now, and a buddy of yours, Ted McKinney, is now running yeah. an organization, I think it's probably fair to say, has not been as active in recent years as I would expect them to become with Ted McKinney at the helm. What is your take on that? Yeah, agreed. You're talking about the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, who uh, we as a department are a member of. We refer to it as NASDA. NASDA represents the 50 state commissioners, directors, and secretaries of agriculture and four United States territories as well. I agree with Ted's leadership. Just going to take it to the next level. We're excited that Ted's experience, uh, you know, USDA, private sector experience, he's got a lot of really good ideas and plans to be able to, to make NASD even more influential in policy areas. Ted's resume, it seems like he was custom made for the job. But the reason I open with that, first of all, political gridlock in the country has just become such a profound problem. But I guess the reason I'm excited about NASDA is because this is a block of bipartisan individuals with a very concentrated theme and direction. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I have a lot of optimism about what your group can accomplish. I do too, Rob, and you're exactly right. By design and on purpose, NASDA is nonpartisan. Again, we represent all commissioners, secretaries, directors. And from every state. And from every state. And so we represent all those sectors of the industry. NASDA is becoming more influential in Washington, D.C. with work that it's doing, whether it's items on the farm bill, whether it's climate, there's a lot of policy work being done there. My four years in my role, I've just really become excited about what NASDA does. One, it gives us a great opportunity to understand what's going on with agriculture policy in Washington, D.C. And it also allows us to be able to have our say, if you will, in ag policy that affects not only the state of Indiana, but, uh, but to be influential and work with our counterparts around us. Key word there, influence. The other interesting thing about Ted is, is that when he was undersecretary at USDA, he was running all over the world trying to break out new markets. And I see that as a big emphasis. No, you're exactly right. In fact, within the last several weeks, there have been several of my counterparts were in the United Kingdom, for example. There's some folks went to Dubai. Ted actually went with the group to the United Kingdom. And again, trade we know is, is an important part. And NASDA in the past probably hasn't been deeply involved in that. But again, we understand the importance of trade to all of our departments. Certainly here in Indiana, a lot of export opportunities for agriculture. So having his experience there and helping us as an organization understand where we probably need to have that emphasis is is going to pay off for us in, in big ways. Yeah, Ted knows how to navigate that whole thing. So let's talk about the waters of the U.S. Again, NASDA in a particularly unique situation, yeah. representing the entire country, every feasible climate difference to be able to speak to the waters of the U.S. But boy, the frustration's got to be three administrations in the White House, three different waters of the U.S. bill, and felt like we had something that was more farmer-friendly during the Trump administration. And here we are with this group at EPA and in the Biden administration trying to take us back. What is it that NASDA can do, or particularly maybe even drilling down to the state of Indiana, the influence that you might have on that? NASDA, I think, is playing an interesting part in this Waters of the U.S. thing right now because, again, that nonpartisan piece, we represent all of the country. We're at the table with 
the farm bureaus and all the commodity organizations, the livestock organizations, those folks that are in Washington, D.C., representing their particular interests. I think NASDA is able then to look at the broader picture. We understand the interest of, say, the pork producers or Farm Bureau or whatever, but NASDA can then be an influence to say, okay, we see where everybody's position is. How can we help pull that together to make something work that works for everybody and works well, particularly for our farmers? Moving over to the Farm Bill, never used to be a partisan issue, but boy, it sure seems like it's become one. And that, again, it would seem to be an area where NASDA could could come in and really mitigate some of those problems there. And maybe shoulder to shoulder with the Farm Bureau as well, who also represents every state in the union and all the ag from all the different states. So it just seemed that maybe the, the two organizations could come in as a unified front and say, hey, guys, look, this isn't a political thing. This is about food and feeding people. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm, I'm pretty proud. NASDA already publicly laid out our 10 priorities for the next farm bill. Yeah. And sometimes in these discussions on things like farm bills, getting that in front of our legislators and people on the Ag Committee, for example, helps give them a glimpse into what is expected and what farmers, again, because we know and understand what our farmers in Indiana need and want from the Farm Bill, we can have an effect on that policy because that that there's a process within NASDA to bring that policy together to where everybody uh, is, is coordinated on it. You're right. This next one's going to be very interesting. The midterm elections could have a big influence. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Reflect on this for me, if you would. If we were doing a Farm Bill today, not only the process, but the outcome would be dramatically different than what it might be if Republicans retake the House in the midterm elections. Yeah, I think there could be a possibility on that because you've got some different makeup because Democrats hold the majority in the House and, of course, hold the majority on the Agriculture Committee. You've got some people who have been there a while, but they haven't been in the majority. So a lot of people don't realize that total farm bill, about 75 or 80 percent of it is nutrition programs, SNAP, WIC, those kinds of programs. But it also has a big influence on the farm titles. I'll call it the farm titles, the various pieces that affect the farm directly. And this is a pretty broad generalization, but generally speaking, a lot of members on the Democrat side of that House Ag Committee would have more interest in what's going to happen to the food and nutrition side of things versus the farm titles and soil conservation and some of that. Well, many of them are from inner city districts. They absolutely are. So this is why it's so important to let our legislators in Washington, D.C. know and understand what our interests are and what we want to see happen. We're fortunate. Representative Baird from Indiana is on the Ag Committee, so we do have representation there. Senator Braun's on the Senate Ag Committee, so we've, we've got representation. But that means that all of us, all over the state, have to make sure that our senators and our particular uh, representatives in the House are very familiar with what we need. Bruce, it's always wonderful to sit down with you. Bruce Kettler, he's the guy in charge with the Indiana Department of Agriculture. Bruce, thanks for your time, as always. My pleasure. Always great to see you, Rob. Podcasts by Federated Media.